Hello, Hyrock. Welcome to our daily devotional. We're continuing with our walk through the book of Exodus, and right now we're within we're in the Ten Commandments, and we are in the fifth commandment, which I think will be familiar to many of us. And Michael, if you would read that for us, that would be wonderful. Hear the word of the Lord. Honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, here we have the command to honor your father and mother, which may be easier for some of us than others. Um, I think one of the interesting things here is that the first four commands uh, are more or less clearly related to how we relate to God. Um, and then the last five commands are going to be more or less how we relate to one another. And a lot of people see this command, the fifth command, as sort of a bridge commandment that ties together or transitions between these two elements of God's instructions, the, the commands to love God and the commands to love our neighbor. Our parents, in many ways, are uh, God's representatives. God specifically calls himself a father and he relates to us as a heavenly parent uh, in context uh, with the people of Israel and in our context as, as well. And, you know, if you think about it, our, our parents are often the first and, and one of the most lasting and influential images we get of, of, of God in our lives and how we might relate to God and, and depictions of God. And so this is all kind of uh, bundled together. And so there is some way in which honoring our parents or relating to our parents for good or ill um, will affect how we relate to God, will impact how we relate to God. And you know, uh, I, I kind of hinted at like this command might be so easier for some of us than others. But you think about Jesus as a 12 year old in the temple. Uh, they had gone to the temple. Jesus is uh, in the temple at the earliest age he can be. That's at age 12. And when his family and like that means extended family is traveling back to Nazareth, they notice that Jesus isn't there. And so they have to go back and find him. They're searching for him for for a while. And finally, they find him in the temple. And he says, you know, he's kind of surprised, like, you know, why, why were you searching so long? Uh, wouldn't you expect like, this would be the first place I would be? Wouldn't you know, I would be in my father's house. And they scold him. They're upset with him about how they made him worry. And he was, it's, it, it's, it speaks about how he was obedient to them. And so there's this sense that which even he, that the Jesus, the, the son of the living God is obedient to his earthly parents. And so if Jesus, uh, the implication of course is, you know, if Jesus is obedient to his earthly parents, then, uh, Certainly so should we, right? But um, many of us have very painful relationships sometimes with our earthly parents. And and many of us have had parents who at one time or another, and maybe even consistently so, have demanded us, demanded from us things that were not very godly, maybe even priorities that were very much against God. And so what are we to do then? What if our parents and what they want from us, what they expect from us, doesn't line up with what God desires? Well, I think it's important to realize here that the word for honoring your parents is kabed or kabad. And this is related to the, it's, it's a very close cognate of the word for glory or kavod or weightiness. And, and the really the, the root word means to be solid or substantial or, or weighty, significant. And so to honor your parents means to give great weight to who they are and what they say. It's to treat what they, who they are and what they say with great significance. 
So it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to obey what they say, especially if it contradicts what God says, but you still have to hear them out and treat their word as being important to listen to their counsel, even if in the end you're going to choose a different way because you believe that God's priorities are, are different. And so um, one of the things that's going on here too is this image of authority. I think our modern society and especially American uh, you know, American society is founded on revolution. And so there is this kind of uh, chafing at being under anyone else's authority. And uh, so this idea of authority is pretty foreign to us, but it's really intrinsic, not only to ancient cultures, but especially to the Bible. And I think of one story in particular, I think of the story of the uh, Roman centurion and the faith of the centurion. And basically the idea is the centurion um, says he has this sick servant. And, and so Jesus is going to this person's house and the, the Jewish leaders are like, this guy's a really good guy. He's been really good to us. You should go and, 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 and all that. And so he's going to the, uh, in, to the centurion's house and the centurion hears about this and he sends word and says, and another servant says, oh, you don't need to come. You don't need to bother yourself. It's like, I'm a person as a centurion, I'm a person who is under authority. I know how authority works. And with my authority, if I tell one of my soldiers to do this, they do it. And if they tell them to do that, they do that. I know that's authority. And I know that you, Jesus, have authority, not military authority, but a deeper kind of authority. I know if you say for my servant to be healed, he'll be healed. Like he knows that Jesus doesn't need to, to make this show. He knows that Jesus has authority. And so at that very moment, Jesus, that, that servant was healed. And Jesus says to the crowd, he says, I have not seen such faith in all of Israel. So you think about that for a second. What did this centurion understand? What did this Roman understand about God? I mean, we're given no indication other than he understood that Jesus had authority. Through the way that authority worked in his life, he was able to see that Jesus had authority as well. And knowing how authority worked, that was equivalent, I would say virtually equivalent, maybe even synonymous with faith itself. And so I think there is this idea that in learning from our parents' authority, uh, learning learning the idea of authority and the value of authority from our parents, through our parents, will have carryover value in how we relate to God. If we utterly reject authority, then we're going to be uh, have a difficult time connecting with that kind of faith that Jesus praises in the Roman centurion. And so then we have this promise, and this is, what, this is I, I'm circling back to the command here. There's this promise where it says, then you will, if you honor your father and mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land your Lord God is giving to you. Now, does that mean that God's going to supernaturally um, protect them and, and keep them in the land and bless them? I mean, maybe it means that, or, or, or maybe it's a more general idea that if you live this way, it's a good way of life. But I think even more specifically, I think what might be hinted at, being hinted at here is, is basically if you learn under you know, under your own parents, if you learn how to live under authority, if you learn how to understand authority, and then that can transfer to the way that you relate to God. Remember, this is kind of that bridge between the two parts of the law here. And if you learn to relate to God in this way, if you learn what faithfulness is uh, to God's authority, then you will have a long life in this land. It's going to protect you from all the mistakes that you might make and all the wrong roads you might go down if you think that, you know, kind of like I was preaching this past weekend, if you think that the ultimate authority is simply whatever is right in your own eyes, then you're headed for trouble. But if you're looking to what is right in God's eyes, first and foremost, if you have that understanding of authority, then your life is going to go well in this land that God has given to you. So those are some of the pieces I see there. And again, especially for those of us who had difficult relationships with our parents, this honoring 
does not mean, I don't see any indication that it means obedience, unless you're perhaps a dependent child living in your parents' household. But outside of that, it means giving great respect and weight to who they are and what they say. But ultimately, our authority, the ultimate authority in our lives is God. And so we need to obey God. So if our parents' values and their uh, what they desire is in, contra- is in contrast or is contrary to what God desires, then obviously we need to follow God, but at the same time still respect our parents. Uh, Michael, I'm, I'm wondering what you see here. I, I know we both have uh, kind of uh, mixed families, mixed culture families, both being half Korean. And so this picture of authority, I know it was very different in my mom and very different in my dad. And it was, it was all kind of complicated and messy. And I wonder if you experienced some of the same thing in your own life. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think there's like a lot in this little text um, that like comes up in me. I mean, first is like uh, just how important it is and and how when I look at this, you know, it being one of the Ten Commandments, you know, it's like, well, I can't really shirk that, but I still try. And I'm like, oh, what would Jesus say about this? And it's like, oh, dang it. Jesus says Jesus says this like three times in the gospel. Like he's pretty, pretty adamant about it. And I'm like, OK, well, you know, Jesus. OK, well, Paul, you know, like maybe I could get away there. And no, Paul also mentions it, too. Um, and then goes on like into even more detail about what this entails. And so it's like and, and so then it makes me think about like, why do I want to avoid this? And it definitely has to do with like background and like maybe my own understanding of like how um, seemingly following this commandment has like hurt me or, or not led me to experience life in in a full way. And I think it is because of like a a misunderstanding where I grew up in a more like authoritarian kind of like household. And whereas like, what, you know, why, like I don't, I was the why kid, like, and I still am that kind of person. I'm like, uh, I like, I'll, I'll still annoy people being like, why, why? Um, and so, and and there just came a point where my, like my, both my parents were like, because we said so. And it was like, but that's not like why. And, and when you question that enough that you begin to, um, not experience the, 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 um, the, the most happiest moments. But I think aside from that is like, I, I think as I've grown and even um, as a parent myself is like, I really want to understand like, what does this commandment mean? Because as I, as I parent my own kids, I want them to honor me, but I don't want them to honor me in the way that I understood honor. I want them to like, as this, I think this word was chosen very carefully and intentionally because um, it could have said, obey your parents or listen to everything your parents say. It, but instead it is honored to give weight. Um, and I think I asked the question of like, what do I want them to give weight to? Like I want the ways that I raise them to be um, connected to the ways. I, and I think this is the intention of why the commandment comes after the first four that relate to what do you, how do you honor God? Right. And then the next commandment is honor your father and mothers because this covenant, this command is related ultimately to the covenant that God is giving and God's covenant is related, not out of like this authoritarian rule, which God could, could do and would probably be the only just, um, (laughs) the only one who could do that in a just way, but instead chooses to relate this covenant in love. And then in Jesus, even further, Jesus has this self-sacrifice, self-sacrificial love. Um, and that is the kind of parenting that I want my kids to experience. And that I hope one day they would give weight to that, to be like, I can honor that, but I know I'm going to make mistakes. And so that's why I also want them to understand this commandment in the way of like honor God. And then yes, honor, honor me by giving weight and respect to what I say and hopefully dignity down the line. But I hope, I really hope it can be rooted in love and and care. So what, what, I'm wondering, what do you do when, um, I mean, when you've personally experienced uh, that, 
honoring your parents seemed to be in tension with obeying God. Have you had that experience? And and, and what did you do in those kind of situations? Can you think of an example? Uh, yes. Um, I'll, and I'll just do one that pops into mind. It was like 2020. Um, and it was a lot of the stuff around George Floyd and the racial injustice. And there was just a lot of tension between my parents and our, and our views our, and um, where I very much felt like what they were saying was not right. It was not, um, it was not something I could align with, but to be honest, I responded not in a honoring way. I don't think, I think I responded how, and, and the way that honestly, a lot of people around me were like, yeah, this is what you should do. This is like, that's not okay. Like you just need to like, like step away and cut, cut, cut out, like cut them off. But I just did not like, as I like, I think over the years, as I've like dug into scripture more and even experienced parenting myself and um, just examine like, okay, how does Jesus go about, or how does he act? How does the community, how's the community of faith meant to go about with people they disagree with and don't align with? Is there still this dignity and this respect and this um, move towards reconciliation, you know, particularly with my parents saying that like, both being Christians, you know, and, and so there's a bigger call um, to the gospel, what the gospel calls us into. And so I think I'm still working through that, but, and it's been harder, but I, I do sense there isn't this as much dissonance or this like disgruntledness in me where I do feel like I'm honoring my parents, but also holding firm to what I think is God's goodness and, and God's call in, in our lives um, to, and how we're meant to live. Well, thanks for being willing to share that. And for those uh, people who have had, you know, par parents who have given you wonderful examples of God's love and loving authority, I think, you know, this is a great time to be thankful and maybe even, <coughs> excuse me, maybe even let them know. Michael, I'm wondering if you'd close us in prayer. Lord, thank you so much for this word. Um, thank you for parents. Um, thank you for the way that you've set up families. And God, I pray that we would be people who would honor our parents, um, but would not do that at the expense of not following you. But Lord, I pray that when there's disagreements or, or hurt or wounds, that we would really step into what you call us into, which is the healing work of reconciliation, that you laid down your life um, so that we could be made whole again, not so that we could be fragmented and disconnected from one another. So God, I pray that's how we would honor our parents, um, that we would honor them by loving and serving you and others more every day. It's your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. And for those of you who are parents, I hope this will also be an encouragement for you uh, to remember to be a good model of loving authority so that your parent, so that your children might have a, an easier time and, and a fuller experience of living with God's authority. So go in peace.